So today is the last Sunday of the year. It's kind of hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> Feels like the last quarter of the year in particular just flew by. And uh, I always find this transition from December into January a really, really great time of year because it's a really good opportunity to be able to look back and to reflect and then also to be able to look ahead and to be able to recognise there's a new year coming with a completely blank page and there's a sense of excitement about what that can look like. And so today, last Sunday of the year, I thought it'd be good for us to be able to do that together, to be able to take some time to look back on this year and all the good things that have happened around the place and then to spend a little bit of time dipping our toe into what might be ahead for us next year. For me, this practice of looking back is actually really, really important because as most of you know, I'm someone who's very much forward focused and so what's the next thing that we need to be focused on, next thing that we need to be working on, where's God leading us, it's very much a part of who I am. But the danger in doing that is that you never stop long enough to celebrate and to thank God for all the good things that have happened and so I've recognised that for me it's a really, really important practice to be able to do that and to say, God, thanks. Thanks for all these great things that have happened uh, in the last season that we've been in. For others of us, we might be people who find it very easy to just get caught up in the moment. And so we can be very focused on what's happening right now in this moment. And for those of us who are wired that way, it's really important for us to look back as well. Because especially if we're in a time where we feel like what's happening right now is hard, we can forget about all the really good things that have happened and all the things that have come before us, which can give us the strength that we need in this moment. So we obviously don't have time to go through everything that's happened this year, but I just want to kind of put a bit of a highlights package together for us of some of the good things that have happened uh, as we've gone through 2018 and some of the ways in which we know that God's been at work amongst us. As we go through this, my hope is that it triggers some memories for you to be able to say, isn't it good? all of the good things that have happened uh, throughout this year. And uh, I know there's some who are here with us today who haven't necessarily been a part of what we've been doing throughout this year. My hope for you is that this can be an opportunity for you to be able to reflect on what God's been up to in your life and uh, in your community wherever you've been throughout this year too. So we started this year with a new sense of focus. And so we launched with a new set of uh, statements that we've got. So if you want to put that up, guys. We talked about these three key statements for us, that we're a Jesus-centred spiritual family who are seeing, or passionate about seeing lives change. And this is one of those good reminders to us. This time last year, this was still being formulated. We didn't actually have this stuff in place at this time last year. This was something that we launched only back in February. And yet it's become a really, really important thing for us and an important focus for us. It's been a key thing that's shaped a lot of the decisions that we've made this year, especially for us as a board. It's something that we continually come back to and uh, remind ourselves, this is why we're here, that we're Jesus-centred, that at the end of the day, everything that we do, we ultimately want it to come back to Jesus, who Jesus is, what Jesus taught us, what it means for us to live out of the sense of freedom that Jesus has given us. We're spiritual family, so that's at the heart of who we are. And so we want to continue to stretch ourselves and to say, how do we be the best version of what a spiritual family looks like? And ultimately, we're here to see lives change. We're passionate about transformation happening in people's lives. And so we want to celebrate the good things that are happening. So we started the year, a new chapter, by talking about what that all looks like. And for me, the biggest highlight of this year was that we had four baptisms as a part of our community. 
So that was really, really exciting to be able to celebrate with Tilo and Marlies and with Josh and with Erin and to be able to celebrate that these baptisms represent exactly what we're talking about. Baptisms are these beautiful symbols of people who've made a decision to say that they are Jesus-centred, that they want to centre their lives on Jesus and say, I'm all in. I just want to follow Jesus and make him the centre of my life. Baptisms are a great opportunity for us to celebrate as spiritual family and to rally around people and to say we're with you in your spiritual journey. And they're obviously a really clear example of what transformed lives look like, particularly as we talk about going down into the water and then coming up again. There's this beautiful emphasis on transformation that comes out of that. And so these four amazing baptisms and the stories that we got to hear coming out of that was just a really, really great highlight for this year. We also had some people who became members with us this year, and uh, quite a few of them, which was really exciting. And so again, this is really, really symbolic of everything that we're talking about. People who've said, I'm Jesus-centered, I'm someone who really wants to be a part of a church family, but for us specifically, they've said, I want to be a part of this spiritual family. This is my spiritual home. This is the place where I'm going to sink my roots down. This is the place where I'm going to invest in. And this is the place where I'm passionate about seeing the transformation happen in my life, but also through the church that I'm a part of. And so it was awesome to be able to celebrate that as well. I thought it'd be good for us to walk through all of the different series that we've done throughout this year as well as a bit of a reminder. And again, my hope with this is to be able to say throughout the year, hopefully there's been specific moments that have come out of different series that have helped you recognise what God's up to in your life. And so uh, we started with our kickoff series, as I've already said, but then in March leading up to Easter, we did a series called Reflect, where we reflected on Jesus' journey to the cross And then also talked about what it looks like to be people who reflect who Jesus is and to reflect his character. We then did a series uh, in April, which was called Not So Superheroes, where we talked about some Old Testament characters. And if you remember, we talked about some people who were very flawed, some people who had some pretty significant brokenness in their lives, people like David and Moses and Rahab. And we spent some time being able to recognise that God can use anyone, even if there's stuff that's not great about our background, even if there's mistakes that we've made, God is able to use us. In May, we then did a series called Beyond, where we talked about what's happening locally and nationally and globally. And so we had Beck from Sparkling Diamonds come and share a little bit about what's happening with the Netball Club. And then we had Nicole come and share a little bit about what's happening with schools chaplaincy in the area. And then nationally, we talked about what's happening with the Australian Refugees Association. And then we had Val come and share from Global Mission Partners about what they're doing and specifically what's happening in Zimbabwe. Next slide. We then did a series in July and August called Foundations, where we went back to basics and said, what does it look like for us to understand what the Bible is all about and how to read the Bible? What's what's this thing called prayer? What's journaling look like? And so we took some time to say, how do we build these foundations in our lives so that we can grow into the people that God wants us to be? Then in September, we did this awesome series called Diverse, where we heard from some different voices who are a part of our community. So it was great to hear from Joe and Joel and Ash and Susan and Tilo and Marlies and Prawan and Sushma, and to be able to hear about their backgrounds and their stories and what it was like for them coming to Australia and then becoming a part of our church community and to hear what God's been doing in their lives together. 
Then as we turned the page into October, we had our anniversary service and uh, a fantastic lunch. One of the absolute highlights of the year was this glorious lunch that we had where particularly those four uh, groups of people brought along some food from their cultures, but others did as well, and uh, one of the best feasts that I've ever had. It was a glorious, glorious day. We then went into Unrestrained, a series where we walked through the book of Colossians and spent a lot of time talking about how amazing it is that God has done everything necessary through Jesus to allow us to live lives of freedom. And being able to wrestle with the question that Paul wrestled with through Colossians, which is simply this, is Jesus enough ultimately for us to be able to live complete lives of freedom? And we discovered that the answer to that is a resounding yes. And then as we hit Christmas, we did a series called Fulfilled, where we talked about what it looks like for Jesus to fulfill a bunch of the Old Testament prophecies through Isaiah, and to look at that through the lens of Advent, to be able to talk about the themes of hope and love and joy and peace, and to see the ways in which Jesus comes into our lives to fulfill us and to allow us to be able to live fulfilled lives as well. And so my hope and my prayer is that at least a couple of times throughout the year, you felt like God's been saying something significant to you through our series. And that even maybe as we flick quickly through each of those series, there's a reminder for you about one series or one particular message where it's like, oh yeah, that's right. That's why I started doing that practice. Or that's why I started focusing on this thing. Or that's why I started thinking about this in a different way. Obviously, not every single week or every single series is going to be absolutely perfect for all of us, but my hope is that as we go throughout the year, there's an opportunity for us to say, yeah, God has spoken to me. God's spoken into my life and said something that I really, really needed to hear just at the right time. We then made a very significant change through this year as well, where we flipped over to 10 a.m. services instead of 10.30 a.m. And so this was a really, really significant thing for us. We did it mainly so that we could have some more time on the back end to be able to spend time together. And uh, even in the last couple of weeks, I've continued to hear really positive feedback about how great it is that we now have some time to be able to hang out after the services. And we've noticed over the last couple of months about how much more of a buzz there often is before the service as well and our suspicion is that a part of the reason for that is because we're getting to know each other more and because we're spending more time together afterwards when we then see each other before the service there's this great sense of oh it's good to see you again and these great conversations so much so that at times our uh, leaders have had to say hey we're starting now (laughs) let's try and get everyone's attention which is a really really good problem to have so that was a significant thing for us that happened this year too First half of the year, we had Raphael with us, our social work student, and so it was really, really great to spend some time with him and to have him do a research project for us to help us understand a little bit more about this community in which God has planted us, but also to discover a bit more about some of the different organisations that we're in good relationships with now because of the connections that Raphael initiated for us. And so there's some really positive stuff that we've already got to say, yes, this is who we are and this is what our community's like, um, but There's ongoing relationships, particularly with the council and also with a couple of the children's centres that have come very much out of this opportunity for us to say, hey, we want to be here to serve the community. Who else is doing that and how do we work together? And as we head into next year, there's going to be more for us to focus on around that too. 
Our weekly programs have continued to be really great as well. And so our playgroup continues to be this awesome place for us to have this massive melting pot of all of these different cultures that come together. Now, I've lost count of how many different cultures are a part of playgroup now, but it's a lot. And we have a very high Chinese and Indian component who are a part of playgroup too, which is really great because they're the two major demographics that are in the community around us. So that's exciting for us. But it's just a great time for people to come together, connect with each other, kids to be able to play together and uh, a really great time every single week. Continue to have our men's shed operating every week, which is a great chance for people to be able to have a sense of purpose and to work on some projects together. And uh, they've done a couple of really significant projects. One of the ones that I wanted to mention is that uh, they had got contacted by a school that has a number of kids who have all sorts of different learning challenges. And one of the things that they said was, we'd love to have this big table so that we can put a number of different pots on it or um, plastic containers that have different tactile things in it, so sand and water and rocks and things like that and we'd love to have something that's at their level because a lot of them are in wheelchairs and so they made this really really awesome table for them that's on wheels so they can move it around and then they had the opportunity to go to the school and to be able to spend some time with these kids and it was really really great for them to be able to see the impact that they're having so men's shed continues to be a great place and then diamonds too continues to expand well over 100 girls that are playing for the Sparkling Diamonds Club. And so that's a picture from the uh, end of the winter season presentation afternoon. And so the hall was absolutely jam-packed in there. And so it was a privilege for me to be able to host that and also to share a little bit about what we're doing as a church because there is this huge desire for them to say, how do we come alongside of them and partner with them? And so we'll be talking about that more as we head into next year. A youth group has continued to uh, be a really, really great place for some kids to have some good times together and to hang out together. And one of the big significant things that we've talked about this year is that we now have a youth leadership team. So that's really, really exciting to have Ruth and Raquel and Tim and Josh as our youth leadership team. And so it's been great for me to be able to spend some time investing into them. And I'm um, looking forward to next year, them taking even greater ownership of what we're doing with our youth group and to see that continue to expand. Shout for Joy has continued to happen every second Tuesday night here and so that is this awesome opportunity for people with special needs to be able to come along and to have a service that's really, really focused on them and to meet them where they're at in a service style that's helpful for them and that gives them an opportunity to participate and so we continue to see the sense of excitement that they all have as they come uh, each fortnight along to that. Throughout the year, we've also had a ton of opportunities to practice generosity together, and so uh, we have done that through our offering, and so we really want to celebrate the fact that we've met our budget this year, so thank you for the ways in which you have helped us to be able to do that. That's been really, really significant, and so we're grateful that you've helped us do all the things that we've needed to do, but even more incredible than that is all of the generosity that's come above and beyond what goes into our budget. So Operation Christmas Child, we did a few weeks ago, a great opportunity for us to send shoeboxes overseas to kids in uh, the developing world. We did Safe Water September, opportunity for us to give towards safe water projects. Uh, we did our gifts for care works for families who are victims of domestic violence. Our Bible Society offering couple of offerings to Global Mission Partners at Easter and at Christmas, and then our ongoing sponsorship of the kids at uh, KCV at the Children's Village in Zimbabwe. 
All of that is above and beyond what goes into our normal offering. And so I continue to be very humbled at the generous community that we are together and uh, how amazing it is that we continue to see these needs and to step up and look for opportunities to be able to connect, particularly with those who are in need, whether that's locally or overseas. We had an election this year, state election, and so we had our election trading table which happened, which was Raphael's first time ever cooking a barbecue, so that was a lot of fun, we enjoyed doing that, and, uh, but great opportunity for us to connect with our community too, and uh, there's at least one person who started coming to our church, Margaret, uh, started coming again because she came along to the election and said, it's time for me to go back to church. And so she became a part of our community this year um, because of the election and her coming along to that. Next year, we've got a federal election that's going to happen. So if you have stuff that you got for Christmas that you don't want, don't chuck it out. Keep it. Just put it aside because in a couple of months, we'll be asking for some more stuff. And if you're doing any cleaning out over January, make sure you put that stuff aside too because we'll be looking for that a little bit later on in the year. And then obviously we hit Christmas season as well. And so we had Back to Bethlehem. It's a great opportunity where we got to serve with the other churches in the area. And I got to see all these people engage with the Christmas story. And we know that there were a number of people who heard the Christmas story for the very first time. Um, Particularly some people who'd come from other countries where they'd never ever heard the Christmas story before. And so just to see the sense of wonder for them as they walk around the different stalls and to be able to understand what Christmas is all about is a really, really significant thing that we shouldn't take for granted that we get to go into a public space, a public park, and be able to help people to understand the message of Christmas. That's pretty massive. We also had a carols night a couple of weeks ago, and uh, so that was a really, really great opportunity again to be able to present the Christmas message and to be able to sing some carols together. It was an awesome night. Uh, I said at the time, I think there was probably two to three times as many people there this year as there was last year, partly because the weather was a lot better. Um, But again, just a great opportunity for us as churches to work together and to be able to serve this community in which we're placed. And then for us here, we did a bunch of Christmas things, including a Christmas play where we had the kids involved. It was very entertaining and uh, always a good time being able to hang out with the kids and have them walk us through the Christmas play, uh, through the Christmas narrative as well. So that's just a few snapshots. There's a lot more that we could talk about as well. There's a bunch of stuff that happens throughout the week that didn't, we either don't have photos of. That's honestly why some of them didn't get up there. <laughs> or just because we don't have time to talk about them. But Friendship Club that happens month in, month out. Our small groups that happen every single week. God's Gang that obviously happens every Sunday morning throughout the term. There's all of this activity that goes on week in, week out. And when you stop and think about the enormity of all that's happened through this year... It's pretty incredible, really. And when you stop and recognise that God has been at work in every single one of our lives and that God's been at work through every single one of those things that we've talked about and so much more, it's staggering, really, to recognise all of the good things that have happened. And so Psalm 33, verse 1, that we looked at, says this, All you that are righteous, shout for joy for what the Lord has done. Praise him, all you that obey him. So it seems very appropriate that on the last Sunday of the year, we should do that. 
We should stop and we should thank God for all of the great things that he's done in our lives individually and collectively. So we're going to do something that's a little bit different than what we normally do. This is something that we actually do at Shout for Joy each time that we come together, which is to give a few of you an opportunity to be able to pray. And so I'm wondering if there's just two or three people. We're going to bring the mic to you. Rachel's going to bring the mic to you, so you don't even have to get out of your seats. Um, But just wondering whether there might be two or three people who would be willing to just say a short prayer of thanksgiving, to say thank you, God for all the stuff that's happened through this year. You could talk about any of those things specifically or pray generally. It doesn't matter. But we're going to take a few moments to be able to pray. And uh, if you would like to pray, two or three of you, then just stick your hand up and Rachel will bring the mic to you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for all the uh, programs that have taken place in the Brooklyn Park Church, of course. Thank you for Shout for Joy. Thank you for the youth group and uh, um, the lunches they have on once a month and many other. And thank you for the new team that uh, we have in our church. Thank you for the members and uh, we thank you for the water baptisms. And uh, we believe, Father, that your name, the name of Jesus, is glorified as we continue to praise you and shout for joy. And we thank you for a great year, Father. We give the glory to you through your mighty name. Thank you, Father, for everything that has been done. Thank you, Father, for all the joy and all the fun. Loving Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you. When we look back over the 12 months, it's simply amazing how much you have done for us over these months. We give you praise and thanksgiving and pray that you'll continue with us during this year, that we will still grow in these ways and be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the simple things. I thank you this time for TSP, Teaspoon, Father. Thank you, sorry and please, for the things that we can hold on and live by. We ask you to stand by us in the 2019 to come. We will not be able to do it without you. Thanks. Amen. God, we are so grateful for all the incredible things that you've done in our lives, for those things that we have mentioned, but all of the things that you know have happened individually for us, all of those times when we've been struggling and you've been there with us, all of those times when we've needed to hear something from you and you've spoken into our lives, all of those times where we've had an opportunity to know that we're a part of the work that you're doing and to know that we're in that place where we're being used by you in a way uh, that can only happen 
through the work of your kingdom. And so we're really, really grateful that we are a part of this church family. We're grateful for all the things that you've done in and through us. And uh, we're excited about this journey that you've got us on. We uh, recognise that you continue to build a really solid foundation for us uh, to thrive and to be healthy and to help people to be able to discover what it looks like to have their lives transformed by you. And so we want to pause and celebrate and say thank you. Thank you for all that you've done in our lives this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as I mentioned, also want to just have a quick look into next year as well. Um, Verse 11 of Psalm 33 says, The plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. And so we recognise that as a church, that's our desire, is simply to follow God's plans because he's the one who's got perfect plans for us and that his purposes continue through all generations, that his purposes of people being able to discover him, understand what it is that he's done and then orient their lives, those are things that continue generation to generation, culture after culture. And so our heart and our desire is to simply continue to follow the plans that God has for us. And so I want to give you a couple of very quick snapshots about some of the things that we've been tossing around as a board as we've wrapped up this year. We'll be talking more about these in February when we actually kick the year off officially. But these are a few of the things that are sitting on our mind at the moment. And all of them fit into what we've been talking about, being Jesus-centred spiritual family and seeing lives change. So in terms of being Jesus-centred, our focus continues to be how do we help people take their next steps in their walk with Jesus? It's kind of that simple. (laughs) That's really why we're here as a church is to say we want every single one of us as we move through next year to be able to take our next step in our walk with Jesus and then the step after that and then the step after that and then the step after that. And so what that looks like specifically is just continuing to uh, work out what the resources are that are going to help us to be able to take those next steps and what intentional investment looks like. So whether that's our Sunday gatherings when we're here together, how do we continue to make this a really, really great place for each one of us to be able to discover more about Jesus and to be able to follow him, Uh, whether that's through our small groups. And uh, one of the things that we've already mentioned is that on Wednesday nights heading into next year, we're kind of reconfiguring what our Wednesday night small group looks like so that it can be a place for people to take those next steps in their walk with Jesus or spiritually, regardless of where they're coming from. And so our hope and our dream out of that is that we can create a space where people who wouldn't even necessarily be in a place where they want to talk about Jesus yet would say they are in a place where they want to talk about things that matter. So whether that's about purpose or about meaning or about relationships or about what to do when you're struggling, everyone around us has those questions that we all wrestle with and need to have a place where we can have those sorts of conversations. And so that's a big part of what we want to do with Wednesday nights is make it a place where we can just talk about stuff that matters. Our hope is that as we do that, people will then be in a place where they want to discover more about this guy Jesus and about the Bible and about what a church is and that we can then talk about next steps through that as well as us talking about what it looks like for us to continue to grow. We are continuing to refine what our God's Gang programs look like on uh, Sunday mornings and so how we can help our kids be able to move forward and take their next steps in their walk with Jesus too and then what it looks like for them to transition out of God's Gang, out of our kids' ministry and to step into the wider world of our church. Uh, We've got some stuff that we're talking about around that as well. So that's a big focus for us is to just say what are the resources that we need to give to help people take their next steps in their walk with Jesus. 
Our second thing is about being spiritual family, and so we want to continue to grow as a spiritual family. And we mean that two ways. So we want to grow numerically as a spiritual family, and so again, our Wednesday night program is about creating a space to build intentional relationships with people who might then want to take that next step in becoming closer and a part of our church family. And so what we're talking about is that it's not just going to be an adult small group, but we're going to have a kids program, and a youth group is running at the same time. So it's effectively a one-stop shop for people to be able to come along, be able to talk about stuff that matters, but know that their kids are having a great time being able to do some crafts and some songs, listen to a story together, and be able to hang out together, and then our youth ministry continuing to be there at the same time. And so uh, we're hoping that that will be an opportunity for us uh, to be able to build more intentional connections with all of these people that we've got all around us. But Being spiritual family and growing as that also means how do we grow collectively as a spiritual family too. And so we want to talk about how do we invest in our relationships with each other in deeper ways too and what's helpful and meaningful ways of us being able to do that. And then in terms of seeing lives change, our big focus here is to continue to capture stories of transformation. Ultimately, that's why we're here, is to be able to celebrate the work that God is doing in people's lives. And so we want to uh, be able to see people taking those next steps in their walk with Jesus, but then actually talk about it and celebrate it and say, isn't it awesome that this person took this next step? We're hoping that for some of those people, that will mean that they'll become a part of our church family in an intentional way. And so this year, our goal was to have six to eight new households join our church family. And that's what happened, which is really, really awesome. Our goal next year is that the same thing happens, that we have another six to eight households who become a part of our church family, people who we connect with, who we have conversations about things that matter and that they then choose to become a part of our church family. And out of that, we hope some of those people choose to get baptised and choose to become members and take those next steps as well. And then being able to celebrate those stories of God being at work in people's lives. And so that's going to be something that we're going to work out what that looks like. But in our services on a regular basis, we're going to be sharing those stories because we know it's a really, really important way of us naming the ways in which God is at work in us and around us. We have this other very significant thing that's going to happen next year, which is that we're going to get a new kitchen and a new toilet, which we're very, very excited about. So work will begin on that uh, in January, and so we're excited to see that become a reality. Do you want to put the picture of the kitchen up, guys? Um, And so we're excited that this is going to be something that will happen. It's not a maybe. It's not a we'll see what happens. It's actually going to happen. We have booked the builder in. We've met with him. We've set dates. We've already paid him some money, I think. Is that right, Roger? Not yet. Okay. So we haven't paid any money yet, but he has sent us a bill. So we're on the way. So we're really excited about that and uh, the opportunity that we're going to have to have a new kitchen, to have an accessible toilet, um, and uh, all the good things that are going to come with that. So that'll be a significant thing that'll happen through the first part of next year. So... Our hope and our prayer as we head into this year is that we can just continue to step into what it means to be a healthy, Jesus-centred, spiritual family who are seeing lives change. And so that's my hope is that you will continue to pray with us, that God continues to direct us in that, that God continues to refine us so that we can laser in on who Jesus is and what Jesus has done and what that means for us, that we can continue to understand what it looks like to be a healthy, spiritual family together, and that out of all of that, we can celebrate all the amazing ways in which God has at work. At the end of the day, though, this is the last part of Psalm 33 that we looked at this morning from the message translation. It says, we're depending on God because he's everything that we need. 
What's more, our hearts brim with joy since we've taken for, for our own his holy name. Love us, God, with all that you've got. That's what we're depending on. And so as we wrap up this year and as we start to look into next year, that is really what we're all about. He's saying, God, you're all that we've got. <laughs> you're the one that we depend on. Your love is what we want to infuse us and to drive us. We want your joy to fill us because of the work that you're doing in and through our community and in and through our lives. And so I'm going to pray that as we step into next year, we can have a sense of just continuing to be blown away at how amazing God's love is for us, all of the implications that come with that, and that we can increase our sense of dependence on him for everything that we need. So let's pray. God, we thank you that as we sit a couple of days away from 2019, that you already know the direction in which we're heading, that your plans are already in place for us as a church. And all that you require of us individually and together as a church community is for us to follow you. And if we do that, then you will unfold all of the things that you want for us and all of the things that you want to happen through us out into the neighbourhoods around us. All of that will come as we simply follow you. And so my prayer and my desire for me personally, for us as a church, is that you would continue to amaze us with your incredible love for us. At the end of the day, that's the thing that motivates us, that's the thing that drives us, that's the thing that inspires us and empowers us. And so as we step into a new year, I pray that you would give us a fresh sense of just how amazing it is that you love us enough to call us your own, to adopt us into your family, that you've done everything that's necessary for us to be able to experience that. And now you want us to be people who are so passionate about that message of love that we can't help but share that with the people who we have connections with. You are all that we've got, all that we've got, God. And so our prayer is that you would continue to help us to depend on you in greater and greater ways, individually in our lives, not just in the times when we're struggling, but in the times when things are going well too, that you would continue to increase our sense of dependence on you our clarity of vision of what it looks like to follow you so that we can be the people that you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.